worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Well, a lot going on down in Columbus with the Ohio State football program, and most of it not good. Based on what we saw most recently in their bowl game, their loss 14-3 to Missouri, the quarterback situation, Ryan Day on the hot seat. So let's uh, break it all down with our good buddy Steve Hellwagon from Bucknuts.com. Uh, he joins us right now on the Kenny and JT Show. Steve, thanks for joining us. Happy New Year, my friend. So uh, the buzz in CBUS, uh, share it with us. Uh, how how upset are Buckeye fans in Columbus based on what happened in Michigan and then in the bowl game and where this uh, this program is headed? Well, yeah, I think anybody who watched the game Friday had to come away with, you know, some consternation just watching it because, uh, obviously, uh, Devin Brown tried to fill in for Kyle McCord. He got knocked out of the game in the first quarter. The offensive line was the worst uh, display of an Ohio State offensive line that uh, I can recall. Missouri had a strategy to come after the Ohio State quarterbacks with blitz pressure and, and just max pressure. And Ohio State never countered it, never stopped it, never came up for a plan to counteract it. And, uh, you know, as it turned out, scored one field goal in the game, three points, and uh, just kind of played the game from the fetal position. It was just uh, a ridiculous episode of Ohio State football. And, you know, you'd say, oh, it's the low point of this, that, or the other, but there have been a lot of low points lately, you know, three straight losses to Michigan and uh, you know, this obviously first game without a touchdown seven years back to when they, they lost to Clemson 31 to nothing to Sean Watson playing for Clemson at that point. And uh, that was the moment when Urban Meyer fired uh, Ed Warner and uh, Tim Beck and brought in Ryan Day as his new uh, quarterback's coach and, you know, served as the offensive coordinator for a couple of years. And Kevin Wilson came in as well. So, you know, our changes afoot. I guess we'll wait and see. Uh, you know, a lot of uh, a lot of things happening though, including Ohio State bringing in the uh, former Kansas State quarterback Will Howard coming in for an official visit this weekend, and could possibly sign with the Buckeyes out of the transfer portal. Uh, that'd be a, a way to maybe kind of solidify things, I suppose, for the 2024 season. Steve, why is it taking so long to figure out whether or not they had interest in Will Howard? If the transfer portal closed yesterday, doesn't reopen until April 15th, is there a chance that Will Howard may make himself available for the NFL draft instead? Yeah, I'm honestly not sure. Uh, I, I I think he wants to play another season of college football. Uh, I, I Honestly, I, I don't know. I haven't spoken mm-hmm. to anybody in Howard's camp to kind of figure out what his sentiments are. I think it does look good for Ohio State to land him. Uh, or rather, uh, classes begin at Ohio State on Monday. So, uh, and he doesn't necessarily have to be at class the first day. But, okay. uh, you know, I think, uh, you know, you start class next week, and uh, that would be uh, what I would figure will happen, uh, perhaps if this visit goes off uh, well. But, uh, you know, it again, there's so many things going on and so much uncertainty that mm-hmm. – uh, I think 
you know, Ryan Day's to-do list. Uh, there's no shortage of things he needs to take care of, that's for sure. See, that's interesting, too, because I was thinking about this this morning when I was on the treadmill, and I was wondering, Kenny, maybe you know. I don't know if we, we know because this NIL, this transfer portal, it's all pretty much new to us all. Could a kid miss the transfer portal cutoff date but enroll in classes before he accepts a scholarship to play that next season? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of different scenarios and different ways that you can approach it. Uh, Basically, the deadline was just to put your name into the portal. If you were playing this past year, uh, you know, you have up until five days after your team's last game to put your name in the portal. The players from Michigan and Washington will actually have until the end of next week because their game is on Monday. So how that impacts them academically going into the second semester that's on a case-by-case basis. You know, if, like Miami of Ohio doesn't yeah. start its uh, second semester until later on in January. That's a place, I just bring it up as an example, that somebody could enroll later in January and not miss anything. You know, so each of these schools is on a different academic calendar. So, uh, and again, there'll be another portal period beginning in, in mid-April after all the spring games are complete for two weeks and, and people will be able to, to jump in, and, and by May 1st, they want the rosters locked in. There's no more jumping around to be eligible uh, this coming year unless you get some type of a uh, a waiver from the NCAA. Okay. So uh, that's kind of the, the long and short of the, the portal. I think uh, Ohio State's got to do some business in there. They need some offensive linemen, I would think, and uh, in addition to a quarterback and probably use another running back and, and you know, who knows but uh guess we'll see how active ryan day gets what gets with the uh the portal they've got scholarships open they're down to 80 right now uh for next year and that's before harrison and maybe one or two others will declare for the draft uh, we're going to find one out today Tyreek williams 5 p.m defensive tackle is going to make his decision public whether he's planning to come back i'd say he's probably on the fence probably a second round pick at this point uh had a pretty good year, but took it plays way up into the first round with a big uh, senior year next year. Steve, how much heat is Ryan Day taking for benching uh, Hinsman based on what anybody that puts two and two together, Steve, he was benched because of what he said on the podcast. Okay. I, they can yeah, spin it however they want that. You, you know what I mean? So how much heat is he taking? Well, again, heat, I mean, Message boards, radio shows, I mean, people are up in arms, no doubt about it. Um, after the game, he was asked why Hensman didn't play, said he didn't practice well. Mm. Well, that just doesn't that just doesn't sit right because he started 12 games. And was he a great, great player at center? No. No. But they never had, never had problems to this degree when right. he was playing. I mean, this was a farce to put Matthew Jones at center and either the line calls he were he was making were incorrect, or the calls that he were he was making the personnel on the field could not execute them. One way or the other, when you've given up three sacks after the first quarter, uh, if I'm the head coach, I'm mm-hmm. putting it back the way it was. And right. Hensman's going right back into center, and we're going to try and actually win this game. Instead, they cut their nose off to, to spite their face. A buddy of mine made this comment: At Michigan, they hide felony gun charges. Felony gun charges on Mozzie Smith for weeks so that he could finish the regular season. At Ohio State, you say some stupid stuff you should have never said on a podcast, completely harmless otherwise, 
yep. and they hold you out of a bowl game and in large part lose the game because of it. That was a winnable game. That Your defense kept you in that mm-hmm. game. If you're able to, to keep Devin Brown from getting killed, maybe you have a chance to win that game. If you come up with ways to negate the pass rush by throwing a screen pass, by running a draw play, by taking a three-step drop and getting the ball out, maybe you win that game. Maybe you have a chance to win that game. But the way they played it, they had no chance. In a system where offensive line is obviously uh, a sense of they need to focus on their offensive line, I think they they risk a chance of losing this kid moving forward. Now, Hinsman, as far as I've seen, has not made himself eligible to transfer yet. We know that the portal reopens April 15th for another 15 days. Do you foresee, I mean, in, in this day and age, with transfers being free agency, I can't see where a kid would want to come back after being benched, do you think that he's going to transfer out? That's a tremendous question. As you said, there's been no indication yet that he entered. Yesterday was the deadline, I believe, uh, for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, maybe it's today since it'd be five days since they played. Uh, and I don't know if that's five working days or just five days, period. Okay. And the other thing is you can go to the school's compliance office and fill out the paperwork but you're not officially in the portal for a couple of extra days till they get all the paperwork vetted and everything. So unless he would go on social media today and say, oh, I entered the portal, it uh, could be a couple of days until his name officially would pop up if it's going to. And I, I can't speak for him. He's yeah. from Wisconsin. Could he want to go play at Wisconsin? I don't know. Hmm. But uh, certainly, uh, you know, does this cause a rift between him and the coaches? I I honestly can't say. Well, let's uh, re-examine the Kyle McCord then, because from what I saw over the weekend, and I didn't watch a lot of college football, but I did watch the big games, the ones that mattered, and the Pop-Tart Bowl too, by the way, Steve, where you get to (laughs) eat the uh, mascot at the end of the game. Um, When you look at this game and you think about Kyle McCord, and were we a little bit too tough on this guy? Was Ryan Day a little (laughs) bit maybe not committal enough to him? I mean, (laughs) we laugh, but I mean... I've I mean, seen a lot you're, worse. You're, you're right. And now now you've created uncertainty for 2024. Mm. You know, here's the thing. Only Ryan Day can tell you how good Lincoln Keenolds and Devin Brown are because okay. we honestly have no idea. Fine. We got no indication mm-hmm. from that game the other day. Those guys weren't given a chance to do a thing. Uh, it was the fetal position offense. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I just – I, there's a lot of things I could say. I don't know that I need to say a lot of it, but uh, you know they've had Devin Brown for 150 practices over two years. They know what they have with Devin okay. Brown. They've had Keynotes 75, 80 practices for one year. They should be able to tell you, you know, candidly, privately, if they ever would, uh, what they really think. And, and bringing in Howard, I don't think it's an indictment of those guys. It's just, hey, we've got to have options. And I don't think Aaron Nolan, a true freshman, is a viable option. I mean, perhaps as the season goes on, maybe gets a little bit of you know uh, seasoning under his belt. Maybe if you stopgap three and three season or whatever, you throw him out there and say, okay, we got to play for next year. But the schedule next year is so easy that you know you throw your helmet out on the field. You ought to win most of those games. I, I this is kind of a, a funny scenario: go to Oregon and lose, play Oregon again in the Big Ten championship game and win, yeah. and all's right with the world. You know so, what? This season was easy, too, when you look possible, at it. But if it's a defense they'll have coming back, mm-hmm. 
it's entirely possible. But again, uh, they got they got to fix stuff. That offensive line is not Big Ten championship caliber, no way. So as I said, if they could go into the portal, get two guys. Remember, they got a guy Jonah Jackson from Rutgers a couple years ago. He may have played at an All Big Ten level at guard. That's what they need—a couple of those type guys to pop up from the portal. Happy to have Steve Hellwagon with us. Bucknuts.com is uh, the website he writes for and uh, podcasts for, videotapes, everything. It's a fabulous website. If you're a Buckeye fan, you got to check it out. He also uh, does a great job on Twitter, at Steve Hellwagon. And, Steve, uh, JT and I had this conversation yesterday. I want to get your input on it. And, and I agree with JT to a point about uh, the Missouri game, right? The defense for three quarters was outstanding. Kept them in that game, but they lost 14-3, to giving up 14 fourth quarter points this is where i have concerns with a jim Knowles defense in two different years with two different ways he decided to call games as a defensive coordinator uh in, in michigan uh they get outscored 21 to 3 in 2022 uh in the fourth quarter georgia game in the fourth quarter outscored 18 to 3 this year okay they've got michigan they outscore them 7 to 6 but get outscored 14 to nothing against Missouri in the fourth quarter. My concern is with uh, Jim Knowles and the defense inability to play four full quarters against the, the better teams in the biggest games. Am I making too much of this? Um, no, I think, I mean, there's the trend is the trend. I think that uh, there are different reasons, I think, for each one of those. And I think uh, Michigan uh, had superior personnel, you know, in, in some of these situations. Uh, I think this case, it was kind of like that uh, Clemson game I may have referenced earlier, 31 to nothing, where the defense did everything they could to keep Deshaun Watson from beating them. It was still a winnable game in the third quarter. But when the offense goes three and out and you're back on the field within 90 seconds, it, you know, eventually the defense is going to spit the bit. And that's exactly what happened. Give up touchdown drives of 91 and 95 yards. And, uh, you know, you just kind of tip your cap at that point to Missouri because, uh, you know, they, they, they put it together at the end to win the game and Ohio State didn't have enough to get to the finish line. You can't win a game three to nothing or six to nothing. It's mm-hmm. just not going to happen. You can't expect to keep them out of the end zone, uh, for an entire game. If it's, you know, they had, they were at full strength. They had, they had their 3,000 yard passer and 1,400 yard rusher and, 80-some catch guy at wide receiver. I mean, you know, they played like they were supposed to. You know, they're in the second half, and Ohio State didn't. And, uh, you know, offensively didn't the entire game. So, um, you know, I hear what you're saying. Uh, I would, I like if if they get the balance of this defense back, which we know they're losing Eichenberg and Chambers and uh, Brock, uh, rather, uh, yeah, Josh Proctor's gone. Those three for sure are gone. And Mike Hall Jr. declared for the draft, and we'll see what Tyler Williams does today. Uh, but it sounds to me like most of the rest of those guys will be back. The guts of a pretty good defense. I, I, I take my chances with that next year that they're going to keep teams, again, under 20 points, and you have a chance to win every game you play. Absolutely. So that's, 
that's a good thing, I think. I agree with that wholeheartedly. And then again, when you look at this defense and the two games that you lost, I can't blame the defense, even though they give up 30 points to Michigan. They only give up six points in the fourth quarter. You've got to at some point in time, and I know, and, I, and I'm a proponent of defense wins championships, but at some certain point in time, maybe because we're spoiled, we're used to seeing a better offensive output. They haven't done it. They didn't do it all season long. We expected to see the second coming of C.J. Stroud really wasn't there. And again, I go back to Kyle McCord, and I look at Devin Brown, and unfortunately he can't stay healthy. And I still look at it and say, look, if this guy was the heir apparent, why didn't he beat out Kyle McCord in the preseason? That didn't happen either. So I think it's just a matter of how do we fix this offense? And I think you're right, Steve. I think it starts with the offensive line. But like you also said, a lot of those guys come back. A lot of experience. This isn't a woe is me scenario. I think the Buckeyes bring back a heck of a lot of talent next year, and they're going to have to be dealt with. Yeah. I think that uh, this spring is critical, obviously, to to get the offensive line squared away. I think all five jobs should be open, uh, with the exception maybe of Donovan Jackson at left guard. If he comes back, then, uh, you know, I would say he'd have a leg Mm -hmm. up with that job. But the other five jobs, uh, you know, they, they should all be open. There's one clip, I, I retweeted it, that Missouri brought just a four-man pressure, just blocked the guy across from you. And Vamahi at right guard gave up his guy. Uh, the right tackle, Josh Fryer, gave, gave up his guy. And then the left tackle, Josh Simmons, allowed his guy to get around. And they all Shot met him. at Lincoln Keenholz, who was uh-huh. somehow able to throw the ball away for an incompletion. And, uh, you know, it it looked like a race to see which guy could let his guy through first. And <laughs> Vamahi for the win, uh, Fryer for the place, and Simmons for show. I mean, it was ridiculous. And uh, if that's all the better, you know, that they're, they get, they're back to ground zero on the offensive line. You know what, then? It sounds yeah. like a coaching issue to me. Sounds like a Justin Fry issue because as we saw Dewan Jones turn into a pretty decent tackle in the NFL, we weren't saying that last year in his last year at Ohio State. Is this an issue with the offensive line coach? Should they replace him? I think that there's definitely some sentiment about that. He's only been on the staff for two years. Uh, Ryan Day, again, working with him every day for two years, can can either know in his heart and his mind that this guy's going to be part of the solution or he's the problem. And if he's the problem, then he's got to go. And, uh, you know, we referenced this earlier. When things went bad with the defense, Back in uh, 2013, mm-hmm. uh, Everett Withers was gone. Uh, the safeties coach, uh, they made changes. Uh, I think, uh, was it Chris Ash came in, I think, after that to help get it squared away. And then uh, certainly uh, with the uh, the Warner and Beck situation, Urban got rid of them and brought in uh, Ryan Day and Kevin Wilson to solidify that. And, uh, you know, I think there was a problem that uh, – they had with Kerry Combs, he had to go, and he brought in Knowles. Yes, mm-hmm. last year was kind of an iffy year as he got stuff squared away, but second year was much better. So, uh, you know, I think it, it's a, it's just the nature of college football. These guys change jobs every 18 months, and some of it's uh, their doing, and some of it's not of their volition. And uh, it's, it's a nomadic uh, profession. And uh, I think, uh, you know, there's a lot of OSU fans that, like to see Day send three or four of these guys back and, and start over. So there you mm-hmm. go. Guys, I don't want to say I told you so, but I told you so before the season started. I said I expected Ohio State to lose two, if not three, games this year. They lost two. 
last two just like the previous year and three straight years 11 and 2 steve hellwagon right ryan day uh, has lost to michigan three straight times so uh, and everybody we're having on we're asking this question about ryan day is this next season a prove it year for ryan day if he does not get it done this year meaning beat michigan uh and, and get to an expanded playoff steve hellwagon is uh, is he going to lose his job if that doesn't happen this year that's a great question i think that uh again the schedule sets up really well for them it's a three-game season basically they play at oregon at penn state and home with michigan the other nine games they'll probably win by double digits so right uh i, I don't even know who they're playing or where they're playing them but nobody who did anything this year so what about Iowa? You're not concerned at all about Iowa? You think uh, that that won't be a game uh, that, that means anything? It's right before the Oregon game coming up this year. Yeah, and it, it would have to be at home because I don't think they're going yeah. to Iowa next year. There's only four right. road games. Okay. Michigan State, Penn State, Oregon, and one more that I'm not thinking about. But uh, Northwestern. Northwestern, yeah. Yep. So, you know, the, Iowa, Northwestern, you know, dangerous teams, I guess, but uh, you, you, I just, I don't know. Ohio State's got the talent uh, to, uh, to 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 win those other nine games. I think pretty handily. And then it's again, uh, Penn State to me, there seems to be some kind of a disconnect there, just as every bit as much as there is at Ohio State. And uh, so, I don't know. I just, uh, I, I just feel like uh, he's got a contract for, I believe, five more seasons, four more after this upcoming year. So they have to pay him a hefty buyout to, to get him out of there, that's for sure. Well, I would think uh, if they're not going to pay their offensive lineman NIL money, according to, uh, you know, Carson Hinsman, right, uh, that they could use that money then to buy him out if, uh, you know, if he starts going, and it's trending this way, Steve, he starts going down the John Cooper path, right? Can't beat Michigan, can't win the bowl game, has a top-five recruiting class every year. Sounds familiar, doesn't it? Yeah, that's that's pretty much what the Cooper years were like. Um, again, if he gets the 10 wins, I got to think they're in the playoff, but, uh, you know, 11, certainly, uh, you know, and if they win the big 10, they would have a bye. So, um, you know, I, I just, again, he, he's got a lot of tough decisions that he's got to sit down and figure out. One of them to me is the quarterback's coaching job with Corey Dennis, who is Irvin's son-in-law who kind of moved up into that job when, you know, Day moved up and, and different things like that. And it's kind of like, yes, he was the coach for Fields and for Stroud, and yet you're kind of like, did he really have a hand in those guys' success? Were those guys' God-given ability just too much for any one person to screw them up? I don't know. <laughs> but, um, again, uh, is, is he – untouchable in this scenario there's been a lot of talk that ryan day could go out and find a veteran quarterbacks coach who perhaps has some experience as an offensive coordinator and hires that person in say co-coordinator's role so then it's you know himself hardline and this third person who uh would serve the role of kevin wilson basically kind of the adult in the room that uh takes the ideas refines them polishes them and then, then you've got something that produces on game day. That's that's an issue right now. It's interesting too. But you made a really important comment here, and is that the fact that Ohio State wins ten or eleven games again next year, like they did the last year, 
they're going to be in the college playoffs, and it's going to be a non-meaningless, as we like to put it, game that they played in the Cotton Bowl. Had that been a playoff game, I think you would have seen a little bit more from the offensive line. You might have seen a little bit better preparation. You might have seen a backup third string a scout team quarterback be maybe a little bit more aware of his surroundings. You might have seen them call uh, maybe some easier plays, maybe some draw plays, some screen passes, some slant patterns. I don't know, but the thing is this. It, the glass isn't half empty. It's half full at Ohio State. And moving I disagree. Forward, well, you, can't, you can disagree all you want, Kenny, but the thing is, and you've said it many times too, did you say they'd lose three or four games or two or three games? I think it was more on the level of three or four. You beat No, I said you, you could go Penn back State. to when we did the Hall of Fame luncheon. Correct. I said they would lose two, maybe three games, and I told you okay. which games they would lose. I thought they'd I lose at Notre Dame. I don't think any of them were Missouri in a cotton bowl that was meaningless. That's all I'm saying. All I'm saying is moving Moving forward, you get into this this scenario where you're going to have a college playoff with 12 teams. You're not going to lay an egg, I don't think, unless everybody gets injured in a meaningless Cotton Bowl next year. Well, yeah, I, I think he, you make a good ahead, point. Those, those other bowl games, uh, you know, are, are you wonder how much they're going to go by the wayside. ESPN loves to have that programming. I mean, for two weeks we were having, you know, two thirty bowl games. You know, during the middle of the day and. And it's it's fun, you know, to to come out from work or school and and see, hey, we got football going on here, and it didn't matter who's playing. But again, uh, the issue is a lot of these teams were missing ten or fifteen guys. A lot of them missing their quarterback, who's either sitting out for the draft or in the portal. So again, I uh, I look at it and I just say, uh, as long as ESPN or whoever's going to put the money up for these other bowls. They're going to continue, but I think the excitement that we all felt Monday, January the 1st, watching those two playoff games, I mean, go down to the absolute nub, the very last play on both games, and the twists and the turns and the back and forth. I mean, that was eight hours of incredible football, and I mean, that you may only see in like an NFL uh, playoff weekend type scenario where all the chips are on the table. Uh, that to me is uh, is what we're looking for with this playoff. We're looking forward to so some unique matchups. Like you're never going to see LSU come up and have to play in the Big House or at Ohio Stadium in a first round game, or Alabama if they don't win, uh, you know, the SEC championship. Let's say they're the nine seed or something stupid. They've got to go on the road, you know, to go play mm-hmm. somewhere they would never sign a contract willingly to go play. So that's what we're in for with this playoff is some fun matchups that we will not ordinarily get. And let's hope the Buckeyes are in it next year. We'll see what happens with it. Steve, I appreciate the uh, – yeah, laugh at me, JT. We'll see next year. This thing's They're not going to be a top 12 direction. team. Are you nuts? We'll see. We'll see. Don't forget, you USC, UCLA, it. Oregon, Washington are coming to the Big Ten. Keep that in mind. They may be the fourth or fifth best team in the Big Ten I next year. They don't play them next year. Steve, don't make the they, playoff. <laughs> maybe. We'll see. We'll see how many go from the Big Ten. Steve, thanks. Great stuff as always, right, buddy. Keep up the yeah. great work at Bucknuts.com. Happy New Year. Yeah. All right. Take see care. you, buddy.